Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Glad you're with us. Final hour is here on the Monday edition of Outkick 360. Successful weekend for the USFL actually continues this evening, two hours away from kickoff in Birmingham as Tampa Bay takes on Pittsburgh. It was a game that was going to be the third game of a triple header yesterday at Protective Stadium. Uh, weather delayed uh, many of, of all the kickoffs, and then uh, thankfully uh, they said, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll move it to tomorrow, tomorrow being tonight, uh, instead of kicking off at past 9 o'clock Central Time at the stadium in a downpour. So uh, they made the right call based on weather. This is the one uncontrollable aspect of a league played at one venue. <laughs> Is but, the weather? Yeah, but you not can't just go to a different. You can't go to a different site, a different site. Uh, without a dome and say, you know yeah. what? Like, let's let's go to an, another game in progress because this one's canceled. If it's canceled, you're <laughs> you're just out. Well, it, it's out of their control, except for the opinion of one person on Twitter who has tweeted oh. me. Uh, this person goes by the name of Jeff Steele on Twitter and says, "Easter Saturday and Sunday." Were they completely unaware of what spring weather is like in Alabama? <laughs> Failure to plan is planning to fail. <laughs> That's his take on that. Where should they have gone? What a slow I mean, what part of the year do you go to? I mean, yeah. or, or how many games get delayed because of lightning the first couple weeks of the college football season, right? Yeah. This is a lightning time of year when you go there. Well, I don't know why you're planning things on Labor Day weekend. I mean, <laughs> you know you're going to have lightning and thunder showers. The South, for God's sakes. Man, the wind in Oklahoma was something I By was the way, not prepared for. It was that, nuts. It was yeah. perfect Crazy. on Saturday night in Birmingham. I will say that was my response. And well, the weather was perfect by game time on Saturday night. The uh, yeah, the wind. Uh, oh, you had great weather. Yeah, Saturday. it's uh, you're in the same uh, stratosphere, just further south of my Nebraska trips, where there's never not wind. Winds at coming, any point in time coming off the Rockies, and it just blows straight through. And it's you know. It, a four, it's weird. You know how you says in Arizona it's a dry heat. Yeah. I would say a forty mile per hour wind here in Nashville feels different soft wind. than forty miles per hour in Oklahoma. Like in a weird blowing way, blowing you over. Like I, I was wearing a hat for one of these days and it blew off. I was like, that, that might be the first time that's ever happened. Um, yeah, I, I was just not. I was not ready for it. Yeah, it gets. There's, is it there's like Oklahoma. that? Did they say it's like that every day? Yeah, they were just like, this is just walking Oklahoma, where one day it's 56, the next day it's 86. And in between, you have about a 50-mile-per-hour win, no matter what's going on. Jeffrey Still on Twitter says, why would you ever have any sporting event in Oklahoma? Do you not know that the wind is bad there? Wind's terrible. What are you failing to plan? I mean, come on. You can't have sporting events in that state (laughs) because of this damn wind. Come on. They They don't have many. Morons. Why do, they even, why do they put a university there? I like it. He's like, Easter know. weekend. I'm I don't thinking, get it. Easter weekend moves around quite often Yeah. Uh, based on uh, the first full moon of spring or whatever they determine. Um, this guy's uh, spent his entire life in Birmingham. So I have not experienced an <laughs> Easter without a downpour and thunder showers. Yeah. And they have the gall <laughs> to plan a USFL opener on Easter weekend. How dare they? How dare they?
It, I mean, it. I don't know that Easter was the best idea. I'm going to go with him on that. Well, it's the it's the weekend leading. You're trying to end the season on Fourth of July. On, on, no, not on Fourth of July. The weekend of the fourth, the going yeah. into the Fourth of July. So you're trying to have your championship game on like the second or third, right? I think it just sounds really clean when you say Easter to Fourth of July. Yeah. Like as though those are the markers of the season. You start it then. Um, I think it's. I think it was a good move to not try to start this league right after the Super Bowl, like some oh, other I agree leagues, with that. because. It's I also the, when the stadium was available. I think the stark drop-off from Super Bowl weekend in the NFL championship yeah. to the first week of a spring football game when people are watching that is big. So when you have more time removed, your appetite goes up for football, and it doesn't look as, as different as it would have. So uh, A.J. Brown has tweeted. It, it's happened in the last 15, 20 he minutes. He may have been watching us. Uh, he's getting, everyone's watching his Twitter now, um, they're retweeting and everyone's taking a picture of it. Um, yeah, before he deletes it here, here's his tweet. And he's among a, a group of receivers that are now eligible for a contract extension and are being told by their representation. And, and look, I, I think rightfully so, uh, based on the money that's being paid to that position compared to other positions offensively or defensively. Um, here's, he says, I'm a diva and a bad teammate all of a sudden, LOL. Okay. Do what you have to do. And then so will I. Okay. That's, uh, AJ Brown. I don't think, I mean, nobody here is calling him a diva. Well, it's a team. I, I, I take that as team didn't say anything. I take that as him, his agent talking to the team and getting some bad feedback. I bet he's, I bet he's hearing. He's, he, he's being lumped in, uh, and the other, the other guys would say the same thing. He's a part of a headline that includes him, McLaurin, and Devo Samuel. And so if you're having this on a national debate, you're discussing the, the diva aspect. And look, a, a lot of the, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you, weren't a, uh, if, if you were a top wideout, you were a diva on the team. It was just kind of, it went hand in hand. And I think it's become part of the the, the lingo now. Uh, he's he's no diva. No. I would describe him as no. alpha. No, he's not. But a diva. He, he's no diva. And uh, I think if you're if you're having the conversation, you may mention that as part of that wide receiver money type attitude that we all would point back to the T.O. era is how I would describe it. The T.O. era of how wide receivers were treated and expected to be treated. So. I like to fashion myself a really good detective, but I don't think it takes too much detective work to say that he's talking about the Titans here. Let's, let's parse this out. I'm a diva and a bad teammate all of a sudden. LOL, okay. That's sentence number one. Sentence number two is saying, do what you have to then, and, I, and so will I. Who's he telling to do what you have to do? Oh, I don't... I'm, I to guess me, that sounds team. like he's telling the team, do what you have to do, and so will I. As in, I'm not going to show up. And if you're going to play that game, if I'm a diva, right? Maybe. I, I think the diva thing could well be coming from talk radio somewhere. Uh, and that there's a conversation about them. And fans have a tendency to yeah. react this way to people not being at OTAs and overplaying it, particularly this two weeks of conditioning, which really is, is not that big a deal. Once they're out on the field doing stuff, I, I, I well, could see being upset about it. I get upset yeah, about certain guys not being we, there. We shouldn't just couch this as not that big of a deal. He's confirming he's doing this on purpose. Not just he's not just skipping the two weeks of conditioning. 
It doesn't sound like he has any intention of showing up without a contract. Extension. Well, I will say that the, the, that. the wording of uh, Schefter's thing is on field. So I, I leave oh. room for any of these guys to be at meeting. Uh, I mean, the, the way it was phrased to me was very specific. It's funny. He phrases things very specifically on this, but if somebody dies tragically and is hit right. by a dump truck, well, it's also very, very specific. Careless, yeah, specifically too I mean, specific. Yeah. Careless, too specific. Careless, about his but the, like he, I mean, he didn't lie about the guy. No, he was just too specific, right, with the details of. Am I wrong though? He said on field, yeah, so he, he, I, I'm leaving room that that could mean you know I'll come in and go to the meetings, and then when you guys go on the field, I'll dump out, or go ride a bike, or whatever. I'm leaving room for that possibility because he didn't say absolutely won't be there or, or anything like that. I know he's not going to be. Teron Davenport reported he's not there for the next two weeks. So we know that. And there's no fines headed his way for that either. Right no, now. all voluntary. Uh, not going to mandatory minicamp will cost him $96,000. What if he's there but not on the field? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't if think he shows up and I don't says think his hamstring is tender. I, I don't think that's fine. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm in meetings, but, man – my hamstring's a little tight today. Or I think he could just be straight with them and say, he's look. He's going to have Julio I, until, Jones privilege. He's not going to practice. We, until we sort this thing out, I'm not going to be on the field. But I'm here to do, you know, what I need to do to be part of things. And I, 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 I want to show good faith by being here, but I'm not going to be on the field. I just feel like when you're saying, do what you have to do then, and I'll do what I have to do, that is a message clearly to a team. I think it's probably to the team, but I think it could be to fans. You do what you have to do. You go ahead and call me a diva. I'm going to do what I have hmm. to do. And, and by the way, I think he, from a business standpoint, he's making the right call. I mean, just look around the league. You know who I think is making the wrong call is Ryan Tannehill not being around. Well, it's time. I think it's optics it's, for sure. It's, it's not time good for him optics. to answer some questions. I mean, other than the post-game presser uh, where the Titans bowed out for the second consecutive year at home, in their first playoff game, we haven't heard from the guy. He we haven't heard from the $30 million later. quarterback. Did not talk two days later at Locker Cleanout where a lot of guys did talk at, right. the, at the railing. The railing's gone now. Um, five yep. Titans talked today. He, he wasn't there, and Austin Hooper kind of let it out of the bag. Like, when he gets here, yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, important for us to get to know each other and stuff. But these two weeks where we can't throw and stuff, does it matter if he's running next to me? Does it matter if he's lifting next to me? No. And I, I agree with that. I'd like to hear from him. Um, and as soon as they can be doing stuff with guys, absolutely he needs to be doing stuff with guys, and I suspect he will. I asked Kevin Byard, by the way, if the a, a, we talked about this while you were out for two days, Hut. Um, you know, last year at this time, the union was really pushing guys not to show up for any of this stuff. It was in conjunction with COVID, but it was also to prove a point like, hey, these off we showed these off-season workouts aren't necessary when we didn't have them a couple of years ago because of COVID. So we shouldn't have them anymore, the voluntary ones. And there's been no sense that the union's pushing that. I kind of asked Byard about it, and he kind of didn't answer that part. He just talked about him deciding that he's going to be around. Um, but we haven't heard a peep from the union on that, so I don't think they're pushing it like they did last year. Is that, is that because they're not negotiating a new CBA? And well, they weren't last year either, but they were kind of taking what they could like, hey, this is a voluntary thing for us, so we'll take it away, and we're going to encourage everybody not to go unless you've got bonuses attached to it or whatever. But now yeah. with the COVID element gone, I think they've just gone quiet on it and are letting guys do what guys want to do. I hate that on principle. The, well, we didn't do that during COVID, and we've survived, so let's just keep not doing that because people use that to not show up to work. Right. 
Oh, I can just work from home? I'll just zoom at home. I'm never going to get in my car again. I'm never going to take a shower before no, I go to work again. I'm their, just going to work from home. Their point wasn't unreasonable. We had a very successful season not showing up. So, I would say, next time you're negotiating, negotiate that away. But you just negotiated a, a bargaining uh, uh, agreement two years ago. You can't say two years into a 10-year bargaining agreement, oh, by the way, the voluntary thing that we set up, we're out on that. Well, I mean, I would just come back and say, how about the 40 successful seasons before that where we had this? Right. Let's just keep going with that and not just go with the one year and say, well, not a big issue that we didn't have it that year. Yeah. I'll give you the 25 years before that, and we'll, we'll play that out. And by the way, it may, have it may have contributed to hamstrings. I asked David Long about that. You doing anything different uh, uh, with regard to soft t- tissue injuries? And he was kind of funny. He said, yeah, I, I've got a lady. I'm not going to give out her name. I don't want her to get all booked up, but... Um, <laughs> She, she's working on me. And, uh, you don't want Deshaun Watson no, say, You don't want Deshaun Watson calling her? Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson will be in those DMs <laughs> momentarily. If you, if you say, if if you say a name, name, if you say a name, he's going to be in those DMs quickly. You say my name. <laughs> You're Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is watching the interview, and he just picks up a pencil. Uh, say more. Say that again. One more hey, time. can you rewind that? Who was great with soft tissue? Say that again. <laughs> I, I, need, I need her name. Who's the soft tissue specialist? Uh, speaking of, going back to USFL, talking to Jeff Fisher over the weekend, he brought up the fact that he is thrilled that he doesn't have a single soft tissue injury on his roster for the USFL, that that was a point of emphasis through their practices to get ready for the season, that he was very concerned with that. I would be terrified at that with a 38-man roster. Yes. Oh, and we know how so detail-oriented smooth. Jeff Fisher is, but they were very careful with that, and he was ecstatic that they didn't have one throughout their preparation for the season. There were a couple of, of injuries in the game I was watching yesterday between New Orleans and Philly. New Orleans has a pretty good um, defense. Philly's quarterback. Um, Brian Wright, right? No, Brian, not Brian Wright. Yeah, uh, yeah. so he – Brian Scott. Brian Scott. That's your guy. So he, That's my guy. Yep. He had his hand um, – The Aaron Rodgers of Division they, Three. They, I, I don't know if it was malicious or not. I My guess is probably. I mean, it's uh, – what goes on at the bottom of a pile stays at the bottom of a pile. Uh, I think Brian Maybe Scott's hand, hand. I think his hand stayed there because it was all wrenched and I mean it just looked terrible and he was hurting. So the next the next series, Sloter, the quarterback for New Orleans, has his hand hurt and it's clear for that their defense went after their quarterback's throwing hand the same way. Like and you know uh, Sloter was able to finish the game, but I'm thinking, man, if these guy if these quarterbacks get hurt. These leagues, to me, survive off the quarterback play. Like if you have a quarterback that is uh, durable and has a, you know, a moxie to them where they can run an offense and you, you feel as though they can put up some points, the league overall, the health of the league feels pretty good, right? If, you, if there's a connection to the quarterback that you can market and sell. I was amazed, by the way, but how many teams were just uh, every other series would put in a different rotating. quarterback. Well, I think that they're rotating their quarterback for that reason yeah. and a lot of two-quarterback systems. Interviewed Kyle Sloter on Saturday, and I will forever root for that guy because he was the only one of the interview interviewees that would at least entertain my play call idea. That I want a team. What was your play call? I want a team double, to execute four, double the forward double forward the... pass. You, know, you can pass it forward twice if it's behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But I want to see a team successfully execute the halfback screen where they let the defensive line through, pop it over the line, and I want the running back to catch it like it's a screen and turn and chuck it deep down the field, behind all behind the line of scrimmage. And 
The probability of that working, Larry Fedora completely laughed, Why it, does laughed it off. Why the second one need to be behind the line of scrimmage? Well, that's the, that's the rule. Because you, you can't have someone running 15 yards down the field. And yeah, then it's, then no, it's no, rugby. I'm saying in your play, get it to the halfback, then let him chuck it down the field. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, but yeah. he's saying well, you don't need a second pass. You could just hand it to him and let him throw it. No, throw it forward no, to no, him I'll, behind I'll the wanna, line I'm of scrimmage to utilize, and then let him that's throw what he just it. Said. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You just described the same yeah. play okay. he just I'm said. Describing well, the play. it's only one pass behind the line of scrimmage. No. The that quarterback throws it to the running back. Okay. The running back catches it and throws it again. <laughs> That's one and two. <laughs> Those are two passes behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. <laughs> what, are you, what are you hearing? What are you, get, take it's me through your handoff. thought process here of what you're thinking. I, 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 thought, I'm, I thought you're saying two passes that are both completed behind the line of scrimmage. No, no, no. The rule is you can throw it twice as long as the forward pass is behind the line of scrimmage. So two forward passes, both behind the line of scrimmage. So, again... Throw I'll set it up very well. Thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Correct. So you throw it. It's a dump-off pass. The running back catches it three yards behind the line of scrimmage right. on a typical halfback setup. And, in fact, it happened in the game. And they turned around. There's no one in front of him. He ran, ran for eight yards. Well, instead of doing that, you catch it, and it looks like it's set up. You can have linemen downfield. Right. It's setting up like, like a, screen, a screen. But I've got a guy on the backside running a post coming back towards my running back. So he catches it. Turns like he's going to run and chucks a post. I accept, I accept this play. I want to see that executed and successfully. And none of the coaches, ex- Kyle Slaughter, the one player we interviewed, said, so that's I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea. And he's the backup to your favorite quarterback. You're very conflicted. No, no, well, he's the starter. Oh, he's he's the starter. for New Orleans. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, though, his coach hated Poo-pooed it. Chad's idea. Yeah. So yeah. that's out. Fedora's response was, why don't you suit up and be the running back <laughs> on that play and see if you, you can could. execute it? Hey, I wanted to quickly congratulate the New York Yankees for making it out of Baltimore without getting swept. The big weekend for the Yankees and Araldis Chapman, uh, who, with the bases loaded in extra innings, decided he needed to throw off speed because his fastball, which he was actually throwing for strikes, he didn't want to throw that. You don't want to throw that with the 3-2 count and the bases loaded where if you walk the guy, you lose the game. Let's throw a big breaking pitch high and outside. And then after that's a walk, Let's have the catcher argue it, and let's have the manager thrown out of a game that's concluded already. That's the way you want to lose. How, is that, how has that happened? That's the way you want to lose to <laughs> the Orioles. How are you thrown that's out how of you a lose. game? This is how you lose. <laughs> is there more of a – did he leave the field? Is there more of a beta move after a game? If a manager's thrown out of a game and he abides by the ruling and leaves, the game's over. So you're telling me that's I have to leave? Like, he gets fined probably. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm saying – from the umpires, from the from the managerial stance, you can't you can't throw me out of the game. There the is game, no game is complete. I'm staying here as long as I want to stay here. Arguing with you over a pitch yeah, that clearly is, the next day they admitted it was park. a ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like, it wasn't. They was on the road. No, but no. the next Still day they park. admitted it was a ball. No, that, it was that such park, a that bad. That park is Orioles is Camden Yards for another twelve days. <laughs> Look, I'm out. This of, will be my park in June. I am out I on a lot of Yankees right now, but Chapman is number one. Throw a damn fastball, three two. The how guy m- wasn't swinging that bad. He looked like a wimp up there. He gave him a gift. How many home run calls did John Sterling butcher this weekend? Uh, well, the Yankees weren't hitting any home runs. So how it, many Orioles home run calls did he butcher? Well, an Orioles home run. Fly ball. It's like a Predators. Deep but caught. It's like the Predators. But out of here. Home run. <laughs> it's like the Predators when the <laughs> opponents score. He goes, oh, home run Baltimore. Oh, man. And swing and a long drive. And <laughs> caught, it's now 3 nothing. But home run. Oh. Home up, run. Orioles. Gone. But caught. So, Orioles, uh, Yankees will lose the division by those two games. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
We'll add the Yankees to the discussion of teams that we believe are out of the playoffs by April. They're uh, done. <laughs> They're done. Yesterday, Nestor Wrap Cortez had an never get eliminated inning. in April. He had an immaculate inning against you. Threw right. nine pitches, uh, nine strikes, two, three strikeouts. I don't think Hutton spent a lot of time caring about well, the Orioles. Oh, he was following them very closely <laughs> not. in uh, uh, whatever hard, state he was in. Uh, it's hard to hard to get Baltimore <laughs> Orioles baseball in Pawhuska, Oklahoma. <laughs> they love. The I'm Orioles. sorry. Do you have the Orioles game on? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? A, they don't is get that a minor league team in Oklahoma get, City. They don't get it because of the wind. You're like, no, it is a minor league team, oh. but it's not in Oklahoma City. They just play in Baltimore. They happen to play in the majors, but they field a minor league roster. Yeah. It's amazing. But, but they it's just a, beat the mighty Yankees. Really cutting-edge way of thinking of roster development and roster construction. We want a triple-A team playing in the majors. It, the, so Oklahoma's wild because we went from – I was from here to Jacob Swanson next to a wild He's bison. Just over there. Okay. Yeah, I was, uh, I was 10 feet away. And an hour and a half down the road is Southern Hills Country Club, where they're going to be. You know, you could. Uh, I drove by there too because I wanted to see the course and and all that. And uh, they they've got it all blocked off because they're getting ready for for the PGA. But the 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 homes there are just immaculate. Like it, it, Chad, it's everything you How's could hope wind? for. Uh, it's windy, but then you you know you go up to the Tallgrass Prairie Preserve. And uh, you've got these signs that say, you know, bison are extremely dangerous. Don't get out of your car. So you and I'm thinking, man, an hour and, a half, uh, hour and a half away from here, I can get arrested for leaving my car because I'm on the premise of a golf course I'm, I shouldn't be on. You know that the rich people in that Southern Hills area around the course hunting? Oh, yeah. That same Midtown, bison. Tulsa. That same bison you saw, they probably have someone go up there, kill the bison, oh, bring no it doubt. back to them. They have you a whole it. bison yeah. roast. They just bison roast filet. the bison in yeah. their large backyard I cookouts. I think this might have been the most unpredictable vacation any of us has taken since we've known each other. It was, it was a curveball when we, when we heard about it, for sure. I actually ended up – so we went to the Pioneer Woman uh, Lodge, uh, Reed Drummond. Ended up hanging out with half of her entire direct family because everyone's in for Easter. Nephew and, Jimmy? Uh, no, it My was... My mom uh, is very jealous because nep- she loves the show. Nephew Stu. Shout out Nephew <laughs> Stu. <laughs> nephew Stu was awesome. Nephew Stu. Hey, um, Stu. Stu. Stewie. And, and uh, the entire family was in town for Easter. We didn't meet Ree or Lad, but, uh, you know, we, we, saw the, we saw all the kids. It was a, it was a great homecoming <laughs> for, their entire, for their entire crew. <laughs> Told them they're welcome on the show anytime. They, they can't wait to get to the Half national. of them play quarterback. I don't know. If I, I'm assuming for the – it wasn't the, the Pahuska Huskers. The Pahuska I thought, Huskers. I thought Chad would appreciate That's that. A, I, I love that name. It should be the Pioneers. I think Pahuska Huskers sounds even better than Pioneers. Well, the Pioneer woman. She may rename the school's That's mascot. That's how powerful she is. Very they powerful. have 433,000 acres for their ranch. <laughs> That's not enough. He's, I, I, I picture Lad is the, the Lad. husband's name. I picture him as Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. He's, and Pioneer uh, Woman secretly is Beth from Yellowstone. So, so just real quick, final 60 seconds on this topic. Paul, here's why I liked it. It's fil- we went to the same in Pahuska. It's just this, you know, it's a little one-lane Main Street deal. Uh, but they had just wrapped filming for DiCaprio and Scorsese's new movie that comes out in October. Oh, yeah? Killers of the, fl- of the Flower Moon. Yes. And um, you know, you, they're, you know, they laid Based down Based on some- a true story, right? Yes. They have some murders that took place in Pahuska back in the 20s. In the 20s, per capita, 
Uh, Pawhusky, Oklahoma, was the second wealthiest place in the entire country because uh, the Indian tribe, the Osage, struck oil whenever they were forced to their reservation. They struck oil. And so if you can look up photos, they're driving around in Cadillacs and wearing mink coats. And they're, you know, they, they're, you know, they're living a tribe, large. but they are living large. And people infiltrated them uh, through their family and had them disposed of. And that's the movie. Pillars okay, of the Flower uh, Move. Let's, uh, let's Flower see Moon. I can't me. wait to see it. It's on Apple Plus, I think. Is, is, is that where be. it's going to be yeah. released? I think Scorsese has a two-picture deal with Apple that he's going to make two movies. And I think Leo's going to be a part of the other one as well. It's got a good there's, lo- the there's long been, I don't know if they're still talking about, there's long been rumors that there is a screenplay about a Teddy Roosevelt documentary that Scorsese and Leo have been attached to. Okay. Leo playing Theodore Roosevelt and Scorsese directing. Apparently, uh, DiCaprio read the script and requested to be the villain for this movie. Because cool. they originally pitched him on one of the... Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons is playing the good guy, yep. I think. Yeah. That's a good cast. Little it's a twist. It's a very unassuming but cool trip if you, uh, if you have a wife or girlfriend who's into redrumming. And I was stunned with how many people there are into this. It's unbelievable. Uh, and it's so is the boarding, house. the boarding house is extraordinary. Um, and beyond that, you know, if you get roped in, make sure you... Uh, you know, go check out everything in Tulsa. Tulsa, I, I told Chad, Tulsa to me is Dayton minus the gray. It's Dayton, Ohio minus the gray. This Dayton trip has really stuck in these guys' heads. Well, they Dayton went was for first four. like misty rain and just gray for three days. What and a chamber Oklahoma of commerce type sales pitch. Yeah. Tulsa, we're Dayton, but sunny. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of time that can change your perception on a city just based, well, based on no the weather doubt. if you're really there can't. for 24 hours. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Um, there, there's a storyline that has dominated the NFL last offseason, this offseason to some extent, all of last year, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And based on the way you read his contract, we're probably leading into another year of the same discussion once it picks up some steam. I'll Dear explain God. this big contract and why it's really a one-year contract for Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers knew it. That's next on Outkick360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well.
Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Hope you'll follow along there. And we got a new TV outside our studio here, 6 yeah. and Peabody, downtown Nashville. So if you're in Nashville at any point, swing by, and uh, you can uh, watch the show while you watch the show. You can watch us doing the show silently right. while watching an enormous television with the show actually being broadcast to the tasting room. And a lot of people who stumble onto the show and peek in here will now see what, in fact, is being put together. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's, if you look at the contract details, it's really a one-year deal. Where, And I think it sets up this way for Green Bay to know it's a one-more-year type thing, and then they move on to Jordan Love. And here's why. So, you know, the report's out, you, $150 million uh, on the contract. It's really a one-year $42 million deal. Uh, next year, there are two guaranteed option bonuses, but they only trigger if, of course, they're exercised, and if and and they also trigger it, and they travel to a new team if they're traded. So I, I it, that's number one on on why you t- typically look at this, but um, you know. The bonus structure, the dead money goes up, not down, as the contract goes on. And normally it's the opposite. And because of that, I think if you're going to get, if you're going to move on a year from now, it's actually cheaper to do it early in this contract extension, not later. Uh, if you were to retire or be traded, um, next year there's roughly about a $40 million uh, dead money hit, but you get a credit of $59 million on non-exercise bonuses, Paul. And because of the $59 million on the bonus money that will trigger if he's still on the roster, I think it's a one-year $42 million deal for Aaron Rodgers. And the discussion will be, where is he playing next year? And it will be for real. Well, I'm telling you this. Um, I don't know what his number looks like next year if he's traded. Do you have that in front of you? Like, what, what, what would it be his number if he's playing? Uh, I think it's $50 million. It's a three-year, $150 million deal. Yeah, so 50-ish. I, I put me down. We keep talking about the Titans going to draft their next quarterback next year and for the money to be down. Can get out of Tannehill for 18-8. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tom Brady, free agent, to me would be number one because Mike Vrabel, that relationship. And I think the Titans could be in pretty damn good roster position still where he'd be in position, Brady, to go to another team equipped to win with the right quarterback. Rodgers, more expensive there. You'd be talking about 68 cap hit. I don't know that that's feasible, but I think if you're trading, he would rework the deal in some way, shape, or form. I think Titans could be in the ballpark for either one of those guys instead of going the – sell your draft for a couple years in order to move up and get one of the premier. And I think the best the Titans could probably do is get in position for the third quarterback next year. We don't know who that is yet, but not young, not Stroud. Who's the third guy who you could get maybe fifth, sixth in the draft next year. And that's been the presumption all along as the Titans go young next year. I think there's a Brady scenario for them for sure. And maybe a Rogers scenario. Well, I think that's why they need to draft a quarterback this year. You go young this year because you're more likely to have the second quarterback this year 
and then you go veteran next year and you still have your backup. Um, if, if, if these guys are backup quality with the option to start down the line, I draft them now because the Titans are in a good position to do it. They See, need I'd a cheap say, backup option. If they're going to pay big money next year anyway, why not draft the guy that you can develop now? Yeah, I go back and forth with you on it. If, no matter who the quarterback is next year, he's going to need a good left guard and a, a good third receiver. Mm-hmm. And because you don't have the damn second this year, you only got a first and a third, you got to get those two guys now, and you got to get them early. Well, you're just making the point, though, that they would have traded – for Aaron Rodgers this year if they could get out of Tannehill's contract, and they couldn't. If they're in the market for him next year, they would have traded him this year if they had the option. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think we had, I mean, I th- we've settled along. They're paying big money either way is they, my point. They would have got the hell out of Ryan Tannehill if they could have, I think, if they were, were honest with themselves about his limitations. The reason Ryan Tannehill's their quarterback this year is because the contract traps them with or him. Are they drafting a left guard this year early? I think they have to. Early, I, I think their first two picks, first round, third round, are probably in this order: left tackle, wide receiver, could be a tight end in the mix in the third round. But I think mm-hmm. those three positions have to be addressed relatively quickly. So there's going to be a new episode of Man in the Arena with Tom Brady. Is this the tag on episode that Hutton is expected? Well, this is, it was just announced. He said, "Sorry, coming out of retirement, changed some things." So we're adding an episode of Man in the Arena. It's, I think it's going to be about his Tampa Bay experience so far because the initial show ended while all of his time in New England. But Tom Brady, in that show, sort of talked about you know Peyton Manning going and doing it in Denver mm-hmm. after Indy was kind of a precursor. He had put something in his mind about being able to do it. Now Tom Brady has done it. I'm just curious. I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers, he's a deep thinker. We know that. But how much he looks at the careers of others and thinks, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, I want to go somewhere else and try to do it also. Yeah, how about if doing he thinks it again in those terms? You better get about doing it again. I don't, well, I don't want to hear about to, you going and doing it somewhere else when it's been 10 years, 11 years since you've done it. Well, he wants to do it again in Green Bay this year, for sure. But I'm saying if, he's, if you've been one place your whole career, I mean, this was Tom Brady. Tom Brady done it a lot in New England. And it just ran out of time. I mean, it just it ran its course. And he wanted to move on and keep playing. I, I don't know. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers necessarily thinks in those terms. But I wonder how much he looks at those situations and thinks, I want to put myself in the same ilk as some of the greatest of all time. And they won a Super Bowl in two different places. So prior to – it was last offseason we were discussing the timetable for the Packers and Jordan Love and his contract and the fifth-year option – and how all of this lines up, and Aaron Rodgers knew it. This new contract lines up with that, where I think this is more about Green Bay staying in their line of focus and path of Jordan Love is the next in, in line, the next guy to inherit the crown. It's ridiculous that Jordan and, Love has any pull on this. Well, I mean, look at the contract status. I understand, but and don't he, you agree? And he's in, he's, in, uh, he's in line to take over after three years of apprenticeship, which, oh, by the way... Aaron Rodgers did whenever he took over for Brett Favre. Yeah, but in, in Jordan Love's three years of apprenticeship, he's done nothing in his small chances. And at some point, you just have to say, you know, that's a sunk cost, our first-round our first round pick on Jordan Love. We can't lock into that giant salary for next year this spring. We have to let it go. And when the time comes that we're done with Aaron Rodgers, we'll worry about quarterback. But they're so worried about damn succession plans that they're going to screw up the present or the short-term future 
in exchange for the long-term future. I think they're overthinking it. They, they just met Aaron Rodgers' demands of being the highest-paid player in football for this upcoming season. Yeah. And they put in an out to the contract that makes him very tradable. It's crazy. I, th- I, I, I mean, mean I, I think they should just worry about the three-year term or the two. Uh, initially, we thought it was a two-year deal yeah, dressed yeah. as a three-year deal. Yeah. Worry about that. For exercising this option, which is coming up the beginning of May, mm-hmm. the Jordan Love option is crazy. Because that's going to be, what, a $20 million contract? More than that then. I for, mean, it, by, for, the, by then, I for mean, it's... For two years from now, for 2024? But isn't it the... What, no, it's for 20... The fifth-year option is... Yeah, it'll it, be for 2023. 2023, yeah. Let, let's yeah, because Let's get into a time machine three. and go back and once again acknowledge just how dumb of a move that oh, was. Oh, course. Really dumb. Overthinking. I mean, one of the worst well, the personnel decisions... And yeah. most with receivers on the board, with mm-hmm. no sense of why. The present. When you look at it now, I mean, looking back at that, it's what in the world were they thinking? Why force a prediction of the demise of your great? I mean, did Aaron Rodgers call them on the phone and say, "I hate you all. I'm playing one more year, and that's it." Before they made that pick, we know that didn't happen. But what would possibly cause them to trade up to draft a quarterback in that spot? With Aaron Rodgers, where he was in his career. And I, they just and overthought it. They thought about legacy. You know, we had this great transition from, from Favre ultimately to, to Rodgers. Let's do it again. But they they just overthought it. And it's led to them, it, it, even if they overthought it then, and they did. Now they're tinkering with it too well, much. But, but not even tinkering. They're still on the path that they've always set out, which was, Love's by be by year three, going into year four, Jordan Love will be our guy. And that was the whole point of contention with, I want to be a part of the future plans. I, being Aaron Rodgers, want to be a, a part of the decision-making process and a part of where we're heading. And if I'm not, that's fine. Just tell me. And I'm out. And it's led to this saga. Well, that, he signed this contract, so he knows. Oh, he knows. But it, it, you know, if he either gets... $59 million in, in locked-in bonuses for being a part of everything moving forward in the final two years of the $150 million deal. And if that happens, we would see dead money hit uh, proportions we've never seen before in the league. Or they trade him because he's actually more affordable to trade now as opposed to later, which never happens. They it, could it, probably it was the opposite hunt. of Tannehill. Tannehill wasn't traded this offseason, but could easily be done next year. I'm just thinking it's conceivable when they executed those bonuses next year, they could redo the deal to add voidable years yeah, well, yeah. to stretch that out. Well, that's out. all fair, too. But they've made, a, they've made a contract acquirable for another franchise. I think that's important when making him the highest-paid player yeah. for, for this upcoming season. Uh, if you agree, disagree, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Um, more headlines when we return. It's early, but... Home runs are down for Major League Baseball, and I wonder if it has to do with what is now available in every single Major League Baseball park. That's next, and now kick 360. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Outkick 360 rolls on from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Uh, interesting note, it, it's early, extremely early in the Major League Baseball season, but home runs are down 3% year-to-year, same time frame. I and and more. The, uh, it's down 5% from 2020 to now. Um, or 2019, excuse me. The last time that they had the full first season. pitch full season, yes. Um and the summer weather will help things, but I don't. I I don't find it just coincidence that they now have humidors in every single Major League Baseball stadium, and we're coming off a year where Major League Baseball admitted to using two different baseballs after the season, where they were manipulating two different baseballs in in game to game and in game pitch to pitch. You didn't necessarily know which baseball you're getting, the new one or the old one. Uh, based on the manufacturer's requirements for what MLB was asking them to send to the stadiums because they were integrating everything into the same bucket and using the same product because they didn't have enough to manufacture of the new baseball. Uh, we went through that in detail. But um, if home runs start to go up, I'm going look, to look at MLB and think, uh, why is that baseball a little tighter? I, I'm not hating it. I, I, wanna, I want the long ball. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Paul, you were saying that they've they've lengthened some stadiums and they're trying to keep that hush hush. I don't I don't know why that they're not just admitting what they're doing with stadiums and the baseballs. Well, I don't, Camden, I don't get Camden it. Yards they deepened left field to uh, in an effort to to make it harder to hit home runs. Trey Mancini, the best hitter on the Orioles, apparently not happy about it. But in the Yankees broadcast, they said you know in asking around about it, it was made clear to them that the Orioles players have been urged not to discuss it. <laughs> it was made, the Yankees said it was made clear to them that the Orioles players yeah. should not discuss it. Yeah. Meaning the Orioles players went up to their buddies on the Yankees and said, hey, mention this. Yes. Yes. We can't. This hey, sucks. I got some talking points for yeah. you about this part. No, but listen, when you, when you teased this, I thought yeah. you were going to come back and say the reason home runs are down is Joey Gallo. Oh. <laughs> Because Joey Gallo on the Yankees is hitting 138 in 11 <laughs> games. He struck out uh, – in 10 games, he struck out 11 times, zero home runs. Since he's been traded to the Yankees last year, he has seven home runs. This is a guy who's hit 40 twice and 38 once. He cannot <laughs> touch the ball. Cannot touch the ball. So he single-handedly <laughs> is, it, it could be responsible for the downturn in home runs. <laughs> You think he's just? Uh, I thought you were going to come back and say Joey Gallo he's the three is the reason home runs are down in the major leagues, and it would have been believable to me. Is the uh, city too big for him? Is it too big of a spotlight for Joey Gallo? I mean, What's he, the deal? he's playing his Gold Glove defense. Yesterday, a guy made a great catch in left field. I was like, well, at least Joey Gallo is playing his his uh, Gold Glove defense out there. Except it wasn't Joey Gallo. They finally sat him down. It was somebody I, else. I, I'm torn on this because on one hand, I realize Major League Baseball and the owners, they're paying their pitchers a lot of money, right? Uh, they're also paying their pitchers who are, have perfect games going to sit the bench. <laughs> I, I don't, well, I don't Garrett Cole's the highest paid pitcher and, in the league, and he can't adjust he, since they adjusted to the 
uh, no substance. Yeah, the the tack. Yeah, so he's given up three Spider runs tack. in the first four but, innings of every game, and he's out. See, I want to pay the pitcher based on strikeout. I want the pitcher to 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 get as many strikeouts as possible. If you put wood on if, if you put wood on the ball, I want the long ball. So I'm okay if Major League Baseball just said we're we're gonna we're juicing the ball. We're juicing the ball a little bit. We're winding it tighter, and it's gonna fly. The pitcher gets paid on strikeout that or ground balls. I it's one of the if it's a fly ball, I want that thing out of the park. That that drives more intrigue if you're down three runs than, you know, some pitcher going, you know, like a 2-1 baseball game we saw in Baltimore this past week. I want home runs, but I, I want some people on base, too. I don't want homers or strikeouts. I think that's become too extreme. Oh, yeah, well, that's fair. But uh, um, I, I don't want them moving left field at Camden Yards so they can, you know, uh, develop some pitching that they're eventually going to trade there off at a trade There's nothing wrong with that park. I mean, just build your club like regular. It wasn't extremely hitter-friendly. It wasn't extremely pitcher-friendly. Just leave it alone. It's a great park. Don't mess with the park. I mean, that's extreme. Yeah, Unless I'm, there's something really wrong with your park. With By the way, uh, Chad, uh, Roki Sasaki, uh, a pitcher for, is it uh, uh, over in Japan? In the NPB. Chad, you know. You're there, our yeah. Japanese baseball uh, got a fantasy He's team 20 years league. old. The right-hander amassed 14 strikeouts before he was pulled from a scoreless game, throwing 102 pitches. Of note, he was taken out after he struck out the side in the eighth inning with his pitches reportedly reaching 101 miles per hour. Suzaki has not allowed an opposing hitter to reach base in a record 52 consecutive plate appearances. How much is this guy worth to a major league why, team? Why uh, wouldn't they I, let him finish? That's what I, I need to find out the age of this guy to see what the bidding He's war 20. is going to be like. And I guarantee you, I know where he's going to go. The Angels. <laughs> and, no one's, and no one's going to hear from him again. West Coast, except for the Dodgers. Can yeah. he hit? They, the Angels outbid yeah, everyone for these guys. Can he hit? He, I, I mean, he's the first you know who can pitcher hit? to do this since My 94. guy, Stephen Kwan, who I'm going to continue he's talking about, of my Cleveland Guardians, <laughs> my new American League team, <laughs> Stephen Kwan, who I made a mistake on where he's from originally. Yeah. He's my guy. My he, he swung Cleveland and missed Guardian. for the first time All in 116 right. He hasn't stopped hitting pitches. yet? No, oh, I think he struck out for the first time all season recently, but he's terrific. End of the season, you don't even know who he well, is. I can't wait to go watch a Cleveland Guardians game with, uh, with all Rose. Right. Contact hitter. That's right. Hit us up on that Twitter in the meantime. Outkick 360. Back at it tomorrow with the top headlines starting at 2 o'clock Central. Don't block the box, but do lock your lock.